Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. Hey, everyone. It is Sunday morning, March 15th over here, and we are, our family is currently in day four of voluntary voluntary self-isolation. This was a pretty easy decision for us because we live in New York City and we all caught colds on on Wednesday this week. And so because we just didn't know whether or not it was a cold or something else, we said, well, let's do it. Also, it'll give us a couple days to practice. Like, why not practice social isolation and quarantine and then see how it goes? If nothing else, it's a piece of cake and we're ready. But also it gives us some extra time to prep in case we really do have to go on complete lockdown. But we have actually been inside. We haven't even left the house in four days. And uh, it's going pretty well. Today we have Frozen 2. Disney Plus just came out with Frozen 2. So our boys are in the um, living room right now watching Frozen 2. My husband made a huge bag of popcorn. And I am spending Sunday morning getting a little bit of work done. So I don't know about you, but I feel like there is a tsunami coming and we are all like, I don't know if we are before or after the earthquake, but we're in the middle of an earthquake and we're figuring out like what's happening, what's going on. And then some people have realized it's an earthquake and they see that a tsunami is coming and then other people still don't know yet that it is an earthquake. So There's just so much going on right now and there's so much possibility and it's like we're looking out at the landscape, like the ocean skyline and we're like, well, we don't see any waves. So like what's happening? And then we're starting to see waves. We don't know how many are coming and how many reverberations are coming. So it's a very strange and surreal experience to be living and feeling like, oh my goodness, all of this is happening. I have a lot to process and think about. Um... And I want to use this podcast as a place to have conversations with you about what we can do and what's within our control and how to uh, stay in our hearts and our heads while we go through all of this. So I'm going to come to the microphone whenever I am able to and just share a snippet. And my hope is that it is supportive and useful and helpful. Today, what I'd like to focus on is an essay that I wrote all about how not to lose your mind, so how to stay focused and creative. So I have seven tips for all of us to to navigate what's coming and what we're all going through right now. not to lose your mind. I mean, I'm not certain I have my mind in the first place. So like, take this all with a grain of salt. But because the coming days and weeks are going to challenge us a lot individually and collectively, because we're dealing with things that are suddenly shifting in front of us, and because we're dealing with major to minor disruptions in our lives, both locally and nationally, and then also globally, this is a really huge deal, the things that are happening. So I want to offer a couple of ideas and a couple of points of guidance for all of us. Please know 
I wrote this down for myself. One of the ways that I stay calm and I process things is I take to journaling, I take to writing, and I take to um, lots of conversations and soul searching. So I wrote this down mostly for myself and then I realized that it would be probably useful to share. So I'm sharing it here. The first thing to remember is that we need to take all of this one day at a time. Things are changing a lot and they will keep changing, but remember that everything is going to happen one single day at a time. Nothing's going to happen faster or slower. It's going to be a lot of days, but all we can deal with is the 24-hour cycle that we are in. So take some time today and breathe and make sure that you're doing things for yourself, for your family, for your friends today, right now. We don't need to completely panic each and every day. You are allowed to take a minute to rest. You can take a hot bath. You can close your eyes. You can go to sleep. We can't solve all of this in one day. Number two, limit your time on the news. So we are all watching closely. I know that I am on Twitter and Facebook more than normal. I know that I am checking the New York Times more than normal. I am reading the Wall Street Journal and other places, but we also need to make sure that we take time to not watch the news. And your permission slip to not watch the news and not be on social media all the time is that things aren't going to change every single hour. Things will change on a daily basis, but you can read the news a couple of times per day and you will be okay in the time in between. Like not a ton is going to happen in four to six hours. Because of the nature of this event, it's like it's totally fine to check the news in the morning and check the news in the evening, but you can also take other moments throughout the day to actively put it away, put it down and tap into other things that support you. Staying informed during times like this is really important, but gluing ourselves to the devices like an entertainment schedule is not necessarily helpful. In fact, getting more stressed out and worked up can be the opposite of helpful because added stress makes it harder for us to stay healthy. So within each of these 24 hours, you can set aside time to work, to sleep, to exercise, and to care for yourself. I know that it's challenging to do all of these things and everybody's situations are different, but you can take five to 15 minutes to stretch if you need to. I was just doing pigeon pose while I was reading my uh, kid books on the floor because I was like, mommy really needs to stretch right now. So we're going to read books like this. (laughs) And then I ended up just tapping his knee every time I turned a page. I would tap his knee and he's like, mama, tap my knee. Is it time to turn the page yet? So we can be creative and do a little bit of stretching or Whatever it is that we need to do, we can still do it in these 24 hours. For me, one of the things that I turn to that's really helpful is structure and routine. Because there is so much volatility in the day-to-day, we we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. There are a lot of changes coming at us. Then what I look to and what I rely on is a little bit of structure and routine. So for me right now, a couple of things that really help are trying to go to bed at 9 p.m. at night and we have an adult bedtime we go to bed at 9 like sometimes I'll be up till 9 30 but we try really hard to go to sleep because it's really good for us that doesn't always work out perfectly I sometimes I'm really stressed out and my husband goes to sleep and I go out into the living room and I end up reading the news for two more hours and it's not great but to the best of our ability. I try to go to bed by around 9 p.m. so that I can get sleep and stay healthy. It also is calming to the nervous system to have a habit or a routine. 
Back to my point about the news, however, sometimes at night when I can feel myself getting worked up, I realize that it's easier for me to close my computer than it is to close my phone. So I will actually at 8.30 p.m. delete the apps from my phone. It is not that much work to re-download things the next day because sometimes I'll do something where I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, I need to set my alarm for tomorrow. It's my turn to wake up early. And I go to set my alarm and then like 20 minutes later, I ask myself, how did you get down this Facebook rabbit hole? Like, what are you doing replying to everyone on Voxer? Like, why are you here? So I will, as part of my bedtime routine, actually delete the apps or delete the news apps when I feel like it's getting too much. If I have a moment of realization and awareness, like, oh my gosh, I've been reading the news for like an hour and now I'm just scrolling and rereading the same articles, take a moment, pause, delete the apps. It's not the end of the world because you can go get those apps again. You can download them again and you are certainly welcome to check. My third tip and note to myself, a reminder to myself as much as to everyone else, keep working. The world needs you, it needs your work, and it needs your creative energy. Yes, this is a time where we are all being asked to adapt, to shift, and be flexible. Some of us are in industries that are getting wildly hit more than others. Some of us are working till the beginnings and the ends of the day, stretching all of our capacity to be able to make things work. I know that people in the events business and in sports and in so many other, and Broadway, there's so many industries right now that that are just completely getting the beginnings of a series of aftershocks that are coming. And then there are so many other industries, doctors, medicines, healthcare providers that are just swamped. There are so many people who are working so hard right now. If you are somewhere in the messy middle, or you're at either end, keep working, we need you, we need your work, we need your creative energy. If you are a small business owner and you are struggling, we can do this, we are resilient. Remind yourself that you are brilliant, you are wise, you are creative, and you are strong. You will be able to figure out new solutions to things, you will be able to adapt, you will be able to shift. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you are capable and we can do this. Some people are in that moment, and I've had this moment too, like, what am I doing? Is my right, like, why am I podcasting? I should just stop, like, this is not important. I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop, right? I'm not, like, we have these moments of panic where it's like, oh, I, I need to stop doing these things. They might not be important. Yes, we can triage and pick the important things and the non-important things, but don't put a blanket out of like, this work is not important or I'm going to stop. Don't make it an all or nothing. Instead, think creatively, think generously about what you offer to the world. If you offer support and community, how can you offer it from a place of social isolation or social distancing? Maybe you are an exercise provider. I cannot tell you how many people are texting and emailing right now and posting in our Facebook groups saying, I need to keep doing prenatal yoga. Does anyone have any good online video recommendations? Or I really am missing my stress relief at the gym. How do I get my workouts in at home? You may not be able to offer people in-person personal training sessions, but could you adjust and offer online sessions or virtual sessions? I know we are all going through this right now. Keep going, keep working, keep showing up. If it feels like things are really challenging or really difficult, remember that humans are especially brilliant after nights of sleep. So 
don't try to go to sleep with the answers in your head and say, I have to figure this out before I go to sleep. But ask yourself, hey, what questions can I sleep on and what questions can I be open to? The word how is a wonderful word to put into in front of a question or a struggle that you're having instead of saying, like, this has to happen now or when this is going to happen or what will it look like and how can this happen and how can I be creative about this and how might I think about this? Let yourself go to sleep with the questions and let yourself gather more data and more insight over a collection of days. I know it is extremely challenging and every day can feel so overwhelming. My number third tip for not losing your mind throughout all of this is to keep working, even just a little bit. Number four, take action. If you feel like it's overwhelming or paralyzing and you're not sure where to start, start with the smallest, easiest things. Start with the things that are like, oh yes, that's a no-brainer, I can do that. Remember to put these things into perspective, that preparing and purchasing a small amount of food or having your medication stocked up or texting your friends, each of those things on the whole is not a bad thing to do in the first place. Like these are all great reasonable things that we can do and they're not very risky. So take small action. Taking action helps. Take action for yourself. Take action on behalf of your loved ones. Take action for the people you aren't yet connected to. If you have the means and capability and you are going to get a haircut but you're canceling it, tip your hairdresser $5 or $10. If five people do that, they can probably stay in business. The ripple effects of what we do and how we show up and the small actions we take are real. That is the entire height or purpose or message that I'm receiving about this crisis right now. It's like the, the uniqueness of the situation we're in is that this takes coordinated, social, connected community effort. This is not something that can be solved by one single individual or one sweeping solution, at least not right now. This is something that requires all of us are the majority of us. And I think there's so much about how interconnected we are that is just so telling right now. Like we really do rely on each other. We really are this huge network. And when we pull on one side of this entire web, another part of the web ripples and feels it. So take small actions because collectively they do add up. Five, Focus on what you can do. So this is a coaching exercise that is incredibly important and I return to it again and again. I think monthly, all the time. I use this all the time. But you can look at what are the things that are within your control, what are within your influence, and then what is outside of your control or beyond your control. Spend your time and energy focusing on the things and the areas that you can control and the part of the world where you can make a difference. Even if all you can do today is make your bed, stay inside, drink eight glasses of water, and text friends, and go to sleep, you are helping everyone else by staying inside and taking care of yourself. Keep going and keep drinking that water and keep eating your vegetables. Six, know and trust that you are resilient, you are adaptive, and you are wise. You are going to find ways through this. You will tap into a strength you might not have experienced yet. This is something I have the privilege of seeing so much when I work with people who are trying to get pregnant or in pregnancy or even as I talk to them after they have gone through birth. You can do this. You are brilliant. 
creative, wise, strong. I think that there will be so many people who reach into the depths of their capacity, not yet knowing how much they are capable of. This is not to sugarcoat how challenging many of these situations will be and how hard this is going to be. This is just to say that we can do hard things. Life is not always easy, but there can be beauty inside of it, which brings me to point number seven. There are still small moments of beauty inside of crisis. Sometimes the loveliest things can just take our breath away. I've been home with my children for the last four days, and yes, sometimes it drives me mad, but also I have gotten to stare into my three-year-old's eyes for long periods of time, and I just find him to be so unbelievably magical. And I didn't realize how much my 18-month-old was learning. He's 17 months old, you guys. My 17-month-old was learning, but he looked at me and he said, Lalo. And I was like, what are you saying? And he started to say yellow because he's heard me say it. And I said, if you can say that with an L, I wonder if you can say your brother's name. And he said his brother's name for the first time and I was there. I may be scrambling at the workplace. We may have piles of dishes around us. We may be spending way too much time inside of an 800 square foot apartment with four humans and not enough toilets. But there are moments of beauty inside of crisis. I saw Roxanne Gay on Twitter the other day. She said, hey, if you are struggling for groceries, tweet me and I will send you $100, no questions asked. And I started to cry because people can do beautiful things and people can show the depth of their humanity at times like these. So I am thinking of all of you as we go through this. I will be sharing to the extent that I can things that I think are useful and helpful and supportive. I know that people have asked me to share how we are navigating our work from home structure because my husband and I put together an entire structure. We have like an like a minute by minute schedule for how we're managing this together. I have friends that have put together resources for what they are doing for homeschooling their children and, um, and so many more questions. We have a webinar coming up for people who are currently pregnant or they're due to give birth soon about what just working parents talking about what it looks like to navigate Uh, completely shifting landscape ahead of you and to deal with all of these uncertainties while you are pregnant or due to give birth soon. So we're going to have a webinar about that. And I will continue posting resources. We now have a complete resource hub up on Startup Pregnant for you. You go to startuppregnant.com slash resource dash hub, and that will take you there. You can also go to startuppregnant.com slash coronavirus We're putting together all of the resources that we have for working parents, pregnant women, and expecting parents to help you navigate these upcoming months. Lots of good resources and article links there. And if you have a question or you need support during this time, please do reach out. Join our Facebook group, um, the Startup Pregnant Facebook group, or reach out to us on email, hello at startuppregnant.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can. I am thinking of all of you. I know how gnarly this is. I know that it feels wild and overwhelming. And I want you each to know that we can get through this if we work together. 